Welcome to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey y'all, this is Janice Cohen, the Intuitive Therapist, here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. Happy to be here with you today. (laughs) Right now in Atlanta, it is not raining, but y'all, it has been pouring and pouring and raining and raining and raining for weeks. Uh, This weather is insane, but right now there's some sun out. It's mid-morning as I bring you this episode today from Atlanta. Um, and it's called how to transform your fate into destiny. I wanted to write about fate and destiny because I feel like so many people use those words fate and destiny interchangeably, but they're really very different. And I wanted to talk about that with you today. Fate is what occurs if you let, uh, life happen to you. It's like a preordained course of your life that will occur like because of or in spite of your actions. So it's like life deals you a hand and you can accept the circumstances as inevitable or not. So that's that's what fate is. Destiny is different. Destiny, on the other hand, it's a set of predetermined events or a predetermined event within your life that you take an active course in shaping. It's choosing to be a deliberate creator of your life, fulfilling your potential for greatness. I don't know how many times you thought of the difference between fate and destiny. I know in many instances for me, I'm like, really, if if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And I really have come to believe that if uh, God, you call God spirit, God, Buddha, uh, whatever you and however you source, refer to God as, there is a huge part of me that believes in fate. Like what's meant to be is meant to be. And I can't influence what's kind of preordained for me. But there's also a part of me that knows that if I want to create my life, if I want to call on the universe to partner with me, then I got to get in the game. And that's where I become a co-creator with the universe. So I, I don't know about y'all if you believe in one or both. Uh, but for me, I kind of have my, uh, my hands in both, both pots, fate and destiny. So if fate is the hand that you're dealt with and destiny is how you play it. And it can also be said in another way. Fate is your karma and destiny is your dharma. In an earlier podcast, much, much earlier, uh, when I first started this podcast, I talked about karma and dharma. But I'm going to give you a quick review uh, for those of you that don't know. And it's fascinating. So when I, when I share with you the difference, um, it's going to make sense to you. How many of you um, are familiar with the concept of karma? Uh, meaning that you, you create your own future. You create, to, you create the things that, that happen to you with the decisions that you make. Dharma, for example... It refers to one's duty in life. So your dharma varies according to your class, your family, and the time of your life. 
I'm going to explain it a little bit more. And karma refers to the actions that one does or takes in relation to one's dharma. So here's what all that means. And dharma, by the way, is spelled D-H-A-R-M-A. Karma, K-A-R-M-A. All the actions you do, good and bad, are recorded. And what you experience is a result of the actions you take. Okay, that's karma, right? So each of us creates our karma from one moment to the next, literally from one decision, behavior, choice to the next. Some people believe that if your good actions outweigh your bad, then you're going to move to a higher level uh, on your next rebirth. And if your bad actions outweigh your good, then you'll move to a lower level on your rebirth. Each of us this is uh, about the concept of reincarnation. Um, and each of us keeps coming back, coming back, coming back. Sometimes uh, those of us uh, who have reincarnated very quickly, we have a lot more work to do. Uh, some of us uh, will reincarnate decades or centuries later. It's just a matter of the kind of work that you need to do uh, and your, your soul lessons that you need to learn. Others believe that every action needs a balance. If you do, you do something good for somebody in this life or, uh, or in the next life, he will repay the favor. The same is true for debts, okay? Karmic debts. So if you do something bad in this lifetime, you may not receive the karmic retribution or have the opportunity to uh, pay, repay your karmic debt in this lifetime. But let me tell you, you will do it in another lifetime, and y'all know my story. This was years, uh, happened to be years ago, um, back in the time of the Exodus. And I talked about this. Uh, I talk about it in my book, The Intuitive Therapist. And I've talked about it on my podcast. Um, I talk about a particular romantic relationship that I had in this lifetime. Uh, I entered into a painful and tumultuous relationship with a man. Uh, I took salsa lessons uh, decided at 39, I was like, fuck it. I'm, I just want to take some salsa lessons. I love to dance and I love salsa music. And so three weeks in, I'm meeting all these kinds of new people. I'm sweating my butt off, dropping some weight, enjoying learning new steps, going to some salsa parties, salsa clubs, all that, having a great time. Three weeks in, uh, the dance instructor introduces me to this guy, his friend. And, um, he paired us up, we danced, <laughs> and I tried to multitask. I was trying to chew gum, uh, remember dance steps, do the dance steps, and not trip all over myself. So that had a big job uh, to take care of. So I ended up going out. This guy invites me out for some wine, and we're sitting at a bar and uh, in Atlanta. We had just, uh, we just t- took the car, just went down the way, uh, sat outside. It was a gorgeous night in Atlanta. And uh, we sat in, in this at the circular table that was in front of this big window. Uh, he was sitting in front of the window. I was away from the window. Uh, and he kept looking in. I'm like, what? what's going on here? We're having a good conversation, sharing wine. I was drying out from my sweat from the dance. Um, and he kept looking in and staring, looking in and staring. And uh, before I knew it, out walked these three beautiful young women. And this guy has the balls to turn his whole head around and follow them 
as they walk up the street and walk away. That was the first sign. I didn't really find this guy so attractive. Didn't did I was like, oh, note to self, right? Meanwhile, we finish the evening, finish some wine. I go back to my car. He asks for my number. I'm like, okay, no worries. I didn't really care. Before I knew it, uh, I'm in a relationship with this guy. He was that smooth, that charismatic, and I was that naive. Um, and it was the worst relationship of my life. Um, outside of, thank God, no physical abuse, uh, no sexual abuse, for sure, uh, he exploited me in every possible way, uh, emotionally and psychologically. And by the time I finally ended the relationship 10 months later, uh, I was a mess. I was um, just beaten down. I was, I, and I had uh, PTSD. Um, and as a clinician, that's, it's a weird thing to uh, help people with that, but all of a sudden to experience that for yourself. And uh, it took me two years to work through the PTSD um, and really understand what the hell happened. Uh, so I was exploited. I was humiliated. Um, and I, like I said, I couldn't get out of the relationship for so many months. It was, it was the weirdest thing. It was addictive, even though I knew in every fiber and cell of my being that this relationship was sick and toxic and harmful and wrong. I couldn't get out of it until one day my whole body shook when I heard him on the phone talking to his uh, ex-girlfriend. He was literally on my porch. I was on the other side of the window, the door. And I, I just knew everything in me knew he had been cheating on me. And it was just, it was horrible. So I did end the relationship 10 months later. And because um, I couldn't ignore the signs any longer. Um, and what I found out later was this, I ended up connecting with, I always do this, like it seems uh, hap happenstance or ha haphazardly, that's not how spirit works. Um, I connected with this very, very gifted, gifted man, uh, psychic who uh, and healer who helped me understand what that was about. And that relationship is in, was entirely karmic. And I was paying my karmic debt to this guy's, this guy this, his soul, uh, in, in karmic debt, in terms of that, in the past lifetime that I'm talking about, I was an Egyptian princess at the time of the Exodus, and he was my Jewish slave. And I exploited him in all the ways in that lifetime that he exploited and hurt me in this lifetime. And what's fascinating, and I could say it now, what's fascinating is I'm Jewish in this lifetime and he's an Arab. So our soul and spirit, God, has an amazing way of helping, um, helping us resolve karmic debt. But ultimately, we really want to be able to fulfill our dharma, to fulfill our potential, to fulfill the way we are supposed to be living by creating our karma. So there's a saying, karma is the bitch I don't have to be. And it's true. I hear so many stories. And I was talking with somebody uh, just yesterday uh, about the fact that karma, we don't have to do anything. We don't have to take retribution um, to, to have somebody else suffer. They create their own shit just like we do, good or bad. And um, all we have to do is literally step away 
from whatever situation is toxic or bad. Uh, and I know this sounds simple. Sometimes it's very, very complicated to quote unquote, just step away. We need to get out and we just need to let go and let God because people make their choices and karma will catch up with them. It may not be in this lifetime, y'all. It may be in, uh, uh, and, and it may be that it is in this lifetime, but it doesn't directly affect them. It has to do with somebody in their family who is affected by their karma. For example, uh, let's say you're in a, a crazy relationship. I'll, I'll use that example that I gave you. Um, I could have become the psycho ex. That's not my nature, because uh, when I'm done, I'm done. Um, but I could have, and I could have stalked him. I could have slashed his tires. I could have done all that. Uh, but I, I didn't. And maybe you're in a relationship like that in some part of your life where you just want to get back at somebody because they have fucked you royally, right? Uh, and you, you don't know what to do with all this energy that's built up. And you, you have some sort of rep- retribution. Well, let me tell you, you have just set yourself up for that to come back to you tenfold. Karma is massive. And I'm saying that because I, I really do want you to kind of be freaked out about it when it comes to doing some bad stuff. I really, really do. I want you to take, take heed and be cautioned. Don't retaliate. Deal with your shit. Handle your emotions. Get some help if you need to. But don't do anything in retaliation. Because you're only causing yourself future harm. Shit takes care of itself. Karma takes care of itself. Uh, another story, uh, when I was bullied, um, when I was a kid, uh, I tell this story in my book as well. Uh, bottom line, I was bullied by this, this one girl in particular, I was 12 and everybody got against me six months. I was just emotionally and psychologically tortured. Uh, 27 years later, I encountered this, this, uh, this woman, this peer of mine and uh, we were in a nail salon and I was getting my toes done and uh, I couldn't, uh, I saw her walk in with her two beautiful girls and I was like, oh shit. And that 12 year old little girl in me came out. Uh, I started shaking. I'm like, I'm talking to my mother. I'm like, oh my God, what am I supposed to do? Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And, um, she ultimately owned up and apologized and I accepted it. But what happened that was interesting. And I say interesting because it kind of really was in terms of talking about karma is a number of years later, her father was arrested for uh, fraud and embezzlement. He was a very wealthy attorney and he got nailed. He spent uh, seven, eight years in jail and her family was humiliated. That's karma. Now that may have been his karma. That could have been her karma. We don't know how karma will, will show up. All we know is that the good that you do will bring good to you. The bad that you do will bring bad to you, whether it's in this lifetime, to your family members, in business, I mean, whatever. So be really cautious. So um, what happens when we reach, like I said, when we reach that point of um, wanting to hurt somebody else is that we are so far away from the truth of a situation that we seat ourselves deeply in the emotion of the situation or relationship. 
and we fail to look at why we called that situation or that experience into our lives in the first place. For those of you that experience life and feel like it's happening to you or at you, y'all are on the wrong bus. Need to get off that bus, hop on this bus, because your soul calls in everything. Your soul has a plan before you incarnate about everything you are going to experience. Every person in your life, every single experience you have from one second to the next, because your soul has to learn. You got to settle this karmic debt shit. You got to learn what you need to learn to heal. Okay. Every relationship we have teaches us about ourselves. The hard thing is that it's very difficult to know if you're in a karmic debt relationship, unless you have a trusted psychic source to help you understand that. And even if you don't know of one, you still have the opportunity to look at yourself and ask yourself, if I'm the common denominator in this pain, what does that mean? What does this relationship bring to my awareness that I need to repair within myself right now? If we steal from someone, if we lie to someone, if we cheat on others, and we believe that we've gotten away with it, think again. In every moment and with every action you take, you are writing your karmic script and it cannot be erased after you've taken the action. You will experience the fallout of the negative behavior. And the same goes for choosing good. That's the beauty of how powerful you are in your life. You will reap what you sow, whether uh, with good or bad behaviors, and oftentimes manifold greater than you could ever imagine. So where do you want to invest your time and energy into being good, being at peace, being kind to other people, being of service, or a crazy bitch? Or crazy man, crazy asshole, being angry at everybody, uh, you know, shutting people out, getting back at people. Who do you want to be? What karma do you want to create? You're making choices every single day. You can choose to live by the rules you were taught, your dharma, or you can choose to do what's truly in your heart. So many people rely on the structures that are set forth by the systems in our lives be they religious, familial, societal, and other systems. Everybody needs some sort of parameters to function within. But to be such a fundamental follower of what's been dictated to you denies you the opportunity and chance to create the kind of life that you want. That's the Dharma, right? Your participation in the karma that you create based on what shows up in your life. You've worked with clients, I've worked with clients who have come from all kinds of cultural and religious backgrounds all over the world, y'all. And I'm so grateful to be able to say that. And I've seen the pain and pleasure they experience from breaking from traditions and doing things that they want to do in the way that they want to do them. I know that I've become ultra sensitive to the choices that I make and the actions that I take because I am so keenly aware of how my karma is created from moment to moment from my decisions 
and my actions. In part, I want you to be alarmed about the bad bad choices. <laughs> I want you, the, the meaning the bad choices that you consciously make. Okay? I really do. I want to shake you up a little bit. But I don't want you to to freak out that, you know, all of a sudden you're going to experience this horrendous thing because you fucked up or you made a, you know, uh, made a, a poor choice. The most important thing that creates your dharma, where you can fulfill your dharma, is that you course correct, that you learn. That is what we're here for. That is what our soul yearns for. I want you to take more responsibility for your actions, but I don't want you to become hypervigilant and paranoid about your karma. I just want you to be really cautious. You know what's right and what isn't. You know the way you treat others, uh, from the grocery store cashier to the boss at your company. All of that is going to set the stage for what you experience in the short term and the long term future. I encourage you to be significantly mindful of your choices. I ask that you take actions that are integrity-based, integrity-filled, and that you ask yourself this one question before you make any decision on your own behalf. Will this hurt or help somebody else? Being mindful of the reverberations of your actions in your life and in the lives of others is key to fulfilling your dharma and living a good life. So, Go for your dreams and think and do outside the box to create your vision and fulfill your dharma. Challenge the system. But don't buck it to the point where you're setting yourself up for hurt and pain and you're hurting others in the process. Don't sacrifice others in the process with malice and greed and envy and anger. You'll be the one that suffers. If you can wake up every day and set the intention to act in your own enlightened self-interest, as my daddy said. He used to say that all the time. And lay your head on your pillow each night, knowing that you achieve that. Then you're in good standing with yourself, the world, and your karma. You're good. But if you can't, if you lay your head down at night and you're like, Oh, I don't think I should have done that. All you have to do is course correct If you need to take ownership of something and apologize, do it. If you need to start doing something differently, cut out people in your life so you don't feel the peer pressure, do it. Create your karma in such a conscious, intentional way that you fulfill your dharma and live your life's purpose. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the Intuitive Therapist Podcast you want a reading about anything, love, health, business, uh, anything, uh, mediumship, reach out. 404-558-3971 is my office number. Or you can uh, email me, Janice, at JaniceRCohen.com. Visit my website. Reach out to me there. Um, and uh, it would be my pleasure to help you. And, and don't forget to hop on over to iTunes. Uh, write a uh, review real qu- you know, if you can, whatever you want to say and rate me, please subscribe, please share this, uh, this podcast with other people. I- I'm doing my best to, to help people be the best versions of themselves. Um, so the more the word spreads, which it has been, and I'm so grateful for y'all for telling people. So thank you. Uh, the more I can help people. And, uh, again, got some great guests coming up. So, so cool. So stay tuned. 
And uh, I wish you a blessed day, a wonderful week, and as always, live intuitively. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review at iTunes. 